Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair, and on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line, Jeff Duncan, columnist for the Times Picayune author of Peyton and Breeze, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. And, uh, Jeff, I'll uh, tell you like I told well, tell Bear, you kicked the ant pile yesterday. <laughs> and kicked it pretty good. And you got a lot of attention with it. And uh, I know Bobby's got a zillion questions to ask you, so I'm going to throw it to Bear right off the bat. But thank you for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, well, thanks for having uh, me, Mike. Appreciate well, it. Well, uh, Jeff, uh, I know you have a lot of wisdom. You know how much I, I trust you. And uh, look at Sean right now. Uh, look, listen, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. You already have a couple of them. And, uh, you know, Sean Payton, considering the stroke and where he's at. Now, you look at Carolina, where they're at. They're playing hard for their interim head coach. You look at the Colts. They already have openings. Um, almost uh, certainly uh, would throw – uh, the hat in the ring, uh, so to speak, for, for Sean Payton. Oh, Sean, would you want to come here? Then you look at, uh, it happens every year, the Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, Raiders, Rams, uh, Dallas. Uh, also could be attractive uh, options. I mean, uh, we got to wait and see how it's going to play out. But I don't see how Sean Payton cannot coach this upcoming season cause, considering all the different opportunities. Now, to me, I don't, I don't know what the Chargers are going to do, but Justin Herbert and Sean Payton, I mean, uh, I don't know how they could not have success. But I know you have different opinions, but uh, the one thing, who that nature, we do not want them going to Dallas. <laughs> Hell no, uh, you know, they might underachieve, overachieve, but it just seems like supply and demand that Sean Payton's going to have those opportunities out there because it happens every year. You might say, well, we're going to rebuild the program but it's, it doesn't happen. You can be one and done. It depends what happens. Six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. And, and Jeff, to piggyback off Bob, I think there's always a surprise every year. And that surprise may end up being in L.A. too. Uh, I told this to Bob off the air a few weeks back. I, I know someone who's close to uh, the McVay group. And basically she told me, this is going to be it. I don't think Sean McVay is going to coach after this season with the with the Los Angeles Rams. So that could be another option, too, there. And Sean's always sort of put an emphasis on location. No, look, you guys make a great point. And, look, I know right now Sean Payton is living in L.A., very happy in L.A. Uh, he and his wife have moved out to Manhattan Beach. 
Uh, his daughter, Megan Payton, lives in L.A. Uh, you know, he works in L.A. at Fox Sports. And his other main residence right now is up in Idaho. So he's kind of West Coast-based, but it really does, you know, you talk about location. It does kind of limit the options if he wants to stay on the West Coast. That's why I think uh, he's not going to limit his options. But I would say this, guys, I really believe this. Uh, you know, his mentor was Bill Parcells, and Bill Parcells used to have a line that Sean repeated often. He, he'd say, you know, there are about 10 or 12 organizations in the NFL that are functional winning organizations that are in the mix every year to win championships, and those are the ones you want to be involved with. He said the other ones are just swimming in circles, can't stay out of their own way. Yeah, every once in a while they can have a good season, but they're going to regress. <clears throat> you want to avoid those teams, and I really believe – Sean Payton takes that to heart. I don't think he's going to go somewhere just because he wants to coach in 2023. I think it has to be the right fit. It has to be a functional, uh, successful organization. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a quarterback. I think that's a little bit overrated, people trying to say he's going to go with just where there's a quarterback. I think Sean Payton, you all know him as well as anybody. I mean, he's a confident guy. He, he'll think he can get a quarterback. He'll go find somebody and win with him. He came here in 2006. They had no quarterback, and, and he brought in the best one ever. I, I think he's wired differently in that way. But I do think L.A., if something were to open there, that would be probably his preference. Oh, the, you know, Jeff, if you can have your cake and eat it two, uh, two or three times over, okay, you can have, let's say, I'm going to throw it out there, a quarterback like a Justin Herbert. You know he plays at the highest level. Okay, now I don't know how he would trust uh, the Chargers' ownership because I think that comes into play, uh, the ownership and that relationship that he would have. But uh, to me right now, you look at inflation. I mean, you know, the NFL does their own thing, whatever. But why couldn't Sean Payton be a $20 million a year coach? Because, you know, supply and demand, if you have two or three people, different teams that want you, that's not far-fetched all of a sudden that Sean Payton could have a hundred million dollar deal for five years at twenty million a year, and then all of a sudden, boy, I got the right owner, I got the a right quarterback. Now I just got to go out and win. I mean, now if, if that would occur and the stars are aligned, but but that's not far fetched when you think about the demand, supply and demand, as far as the money coming about, and you might say you can go find the quarterback uh, that might be, but the ownership. Uh, but to pick and choose, but wouldn't you think, though, the question I have, wouldn't you think, okay, so, so let's say in theory you had the same situation in the charges money-wise and quarterback-wise in Indianapolis or L.A. Uh, wouldn't it matter the ownership? Would you take maybe an ownership that you trust and coach in Indianapolis versus ownership you don't trust in Los Angeles? Well, what is your take on that? Because I know he loves Ms. Gale and Tom Benson, the whole Saints organization going forward. So what is your take that, that I'm in the Midwest, the middle of nowhere? Oh, but I love the owner, but it's not like even L.A. or Phoenix, whatever it might be, in inclement weather and what you're dealing with. Well, what's your take on that? No, Bobby, you hit the nail on the head. He's going to go – let's put it this way ownership and management is much higher on his priority scale than a quarterback or than location. I mean, there's no question about that. And, and, and I think 
if you can stars align and you could find all of it, then that's where he'd end up. That's why I think the one thing about New Orleans, and look, New Orleans has a coach. Dennis Allen has has been handpicked by Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson. We know how they operate. They're very loyal, supportive people. They want Dennis Allen to do well. I think the last thing they would want to do is move on from Dennis Allen right now. I don't think anybody on airline drive wants to even entertain that. But things have gone not like anybody expected or wanted this year. It has not been a good situation. And the only reason I think they would ever even consider it is if there was an opportunity for a unique situation where Sean Payton, a coach you already have under rights, under contract, to come back. I think that's the only reason they would ever consider it. And I think most fans and many of your listeners, I think the public, I don't think they ever even considered that it would be a possibility. I think they thought Sean Payton, when he walked away last year, had had closed that chapter in the book, uh, you know, closed that door. And from the people I've talked to, sources, people very close to Sean, that's just not true. And I think it was important to put that column out to let people know, no, that's not that's not the the, the real situation. There's a a remote possibility, but there is a possibility that he could come back here if things went sideways and they made a decision to move on. That's that's what I just wanted to get across with that column. Well, uh, you know, Jeff, I, I got you can write this other column because the Who That Nation is, is into <laughs> this. I'm telling you, it's all about compensation. I mean, I fucking recall it's been basically two decades, I think right around two decades, and you look at uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Raiders, the compensation for John Gruden. I mean, is that too far-fetched that the Saints uh, could demand, like, not just one first-round draft pick, but two first-round draft picks? If I can recall and recollect that with John Gruden, I'm going to say the compensation might have been very similar to maybe two first-round picks. So why wouldn't we demand that supply and demand for Sean Payton if he's not going to be our coach, he's under contract, that we want that kind of compensation going forward to help our team out, that being the Saints. Jeff, even better than that, I talked to Amy Trask, who was involved with the Raiders. She didn't know anything about the trade. She got a call late night by Al to tell her what had happened. And she said, Mike, you know what Al was more thrilled with? That the Bucs had to pay him $6 million. They were going to give Davis six million bucks. That's nothing. She said, you know, back then, Al really treasured that six million. He wasn't too concerned about the draft picks. He was more concerned about the money that uh, the Glazer family would have to give him. So, so Jeff, I'm telling you, you can write that, and the fans are going to read that. They're going to want to know, okay, if Sean Payton's not in NOLA, if he's not in New Orleans, what can we get for him? I mean, whether it's this year, next year, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, Bobby, Mike, I think it all comes down to, you mentioned supply and demand. It's going to come down to the competition. If if there's only one team that's involved in in Sean Payton uh, coming back to coaching, it's going to really reduce the leverage that Mickey Loomis can use in a negotiation. Uh, I think if there are multiple teams, that helps him drive up uh, you know, what compensation will be. So if you're a Saints fan, you need to hope for multiple teams, and I think there will be. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. But here's the question I have. If the Carolina Panthers, who have an opening right now, and I know Wilkes is doing well, uh, but if they do have an opening, 
and they come after Sean Payton. If I'm Mickey Loomis, why am I going to even consider allowing Sean Payton to go somewhere within the division and coach against him for two times, you know, twice a year? I just can't see Mickey allowing that to happen. I would, I would hold them to a much higher uh, compensation threshold than just another team, maybe in the AFC, like the, the Chargers, for instance. At some point, it'll come down to just – you know, the lawyers getting in a room and saying, look, let's work something out. Sean Payton's moving on. Yeah. You you know, you can drive a hard bargain, but at some point this could go to court. And I don't think anybody wants to get to that point. And I think it would be settled uh, that way. But so I don't think it's going to be two first round picks. I'd be shocked if if they got that much for Sean Payton. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just look at John Gruen and what occurred there. That was unique. That was a unique situation. Yeah, well, well, this could be unique, too. We got to that Mickey got to make it it unique and and stuff. And, and, and Jeff, uh, you know. And I think what Jeff brings up, the amount of teams – I think yeah, yeah, drive yeah, the, but, but, the, the, the more and more it's yeah, kind of drive it, it, the it, chips thrown in, well, in the kitty. two or three teams instead of one. Yeah, Again, I, like I say, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. And then uh, he's on the contract with the Saints. So we got to hold their feet to the fire. You want Sean Payne that bad? You got to compensate us. But, Jeff, uh, I want your opinion on this because now a big enough sample size. Uh, you know, the Saints have had a disappointing season. We all thought. Definitely, they would be uh, nine wins, if not double-digit wins, more like uh, what would occur last year, but not kind of where we're at right now, even if we went, we went on a run. But uh, would you say even more disappointing than the Saints, considering, you know, it's not an exact science, uh, the Broncos get Russell Wilson. Oh, we're going to win the AFC West. Uh, not so fast. <laughs> And then you look at the L.A. Rams. Oh, we just won the Super Bowl. What, they've fallen off the face of the map. So I, I think On even, the coats. Uh, yeah, I think even To as a di- lesser degree, yeah. but they're in the neighborhood. But, well, even as disappointing as the Saints have been, it's not on the Rams or Denver level. No, I agree. I think the real issue, though, is, is that the Saints, their offseason game plan was that this team was ready to win, right? I mean, every – action that they made, the way they handled free agency, the fact they went with a veteran quarterback like Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton as opposed to drafting Kenny Pickett, they were kind of all in to win now, right? Uh, Maintain the continuity of the roster from past years. This is an aging roster in a lot of ways, and it hasn't worked out. So those other teams, you know, you could make this case for the, the Rams, they have a very similar approach, but they're coming off winning a Super Bowl. So you can kind of forgive them. I think the problem with the Saints game plan that's backfired on them is the future, and I wrote this in my column Sunday, the future looks maybe bleaker than the present. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon because you know, you've got salary cap issues. How are you going to get, say, a guy like Marcus Davenport back? Can you get him back? What are you going to do at quarterback? There's no real long-term answer there. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of questions for this team because they thought they were going to win now, this year, and they didn't. So what's what's the future hold? I think it's a big question. And that's why I think so many fans are, are kind of up in arms because they get smart fans here, and they know what, that the future looks pretty cloudy right now. Jeff, uh, Sean brought this up to me. He asked me, man, when the Saints trained at Nichols, not at Nichols State the second time, but the first time, in the 70s. I said, man, listen, Sean, they had to move out of there. Man, them skeeters there. Man, 
they, yeah. they were lethal uh, back in the 70s. Uh, and st- some of them are still alive. Uh, but he brought up the fact to me, he said, Mike, when I was in college, I was a ball boy because the then St. Louis Cardinals were training in eastern Illinois where I was. So he said, I got to know the people there and kind of know the Bidwell family and that sort of thing. And I remember when he was trying to get Patrick Peterson in a trade, he took a jet, went to Arizona to talk to Bidwell about, about that deal. My thoughts to you is, and it's not stable ownership <laughs> uh, with Arizona, but he does have a connection with the ownership there and kind of how it works, young quarterback. Your thoughts on would you think he would consider Arizona Cardinals as a possibility? I don't see Cliff surviving, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. You know what? I've had sources tell me both ways on that. Some say he would be open to Arizona because of all the things you mentioned. He definitely has connections to the front office there. It's on the West Coast. It's kind of, let's face it, it's kind of a no-lose situation. He'd come in and be a conquering hero. But then I've also had some sources that I trust a lot that tell me there's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that he would go to Arizona. So I don't know. I don't have a good feel for that organization. But I think there's a really strong chance, even though I know he wants to coach next year, that he may sit out another year because, you know, Bobby, Mike, we've both been talking about this. Some of the the likely prospects, the ones, the names you hear, right, the Cowboys, the Chargers, all the the the, the you know prospects that that seemed suitable to him, those teams might be making the playoffs now. And I don't know if a a really good option is going to materialize for him to where you know he's got the he's kind of got the opportunity to I think take the best job he he can get. And I I don't think he would be beyond him to sit out. He's enjoying TV and wait for the right offer, the the perfect fit, as opposed to just running out and taking a job. I, I just I would be surprised if he did that. Well, the thing is, you know, people think he's out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho, but it's Corleone, uh, Idaho. His neighbor's Wayne Gretzky. I mean, if yep. you look at it, the skinny neck of Idaho that's almost in Canada, that's a pretty nice place to live. So and Sean, they got to share me from the buyer that don't live too far yeah, from yeah, Sean too. Payton did a lot of research. To look at that. But, uh, Jeff, as we let you go, uh, I, I think with the Cardinals, with Colin Murray, I, I think he's too small. I mean, I, I would not trust him. And I think Sean would end up, um, like, just getting in the shouting match with him. So uh, I, I, that's why I think a lot of the Cardinals situation, they should not have invested in Colin Murray in the future. That's what I think. That's my opinion. No, I'm with you. I don't think that would be a good fit in number of reasons, even though he does have a connection there. Uh, I think we could end up with something completely different. Uh, you know, just a surprise team like you all mentioned. Yes. Happens every year in the NFL. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate uh, you breaking down everything in the column with us here on Sports Talk. And, uh, the most trusted individual in New Orleans about the Saints is Jeff Duncan. So, I'm telling so Jeff, you, next time I you negotiate a deal. No, I am uh, old school. I, I am old school, new school. I know who knows <laughs> what the hell they're talking about. Jeff Duncan knows what he's talking about. Thank you, Jeff. Checks in the mail, Bobby. Checks in the mail, buddy. Take care. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Jeff Duncan from the Advocate Times, Picayune, and his column yesterday, certainly. 
uh, caught everybody's eye, not only local but also nationally. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.